1: I'm Michelle Martin. Good Friday morning, everyone. Asia-Pacific markets in the red this morning. They're facing a sharp sell-off following a big drop on Wall Street overnight. Tokyo and Seoul are both down more than 3%. Sydney is down 2.5%. Investors appear spooked by rising U.S. bond yields. A jump in the 10-year yield sparked the Nasdaq's biggest drop overnight since October. Now joining me for a closer look at what markets are talking about, he's Ryan Huang. Good morning, Ryan. Happy Friday, Michelle. And to you. Now, to understand the overnight sell-off in stocks, and we'll get to more details about that in a moment, you have to start with the bond market. So the U.S. Treasury Department held an auction for 10-year mm. Treasury notes overnight. It was poorly received. The lack of investor interest saw yields for the 10-year note jump as much as 23 basis points. That is nearly a quarter of a percent. Now, Ryan, U.S. Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell spent two days before Congress this week reassuring investors that the Fed does not plan to raise interest rates or slow down its asset purchases. Why don't the markets seem to be reassured by Jerome Powell?
0: Yeah, Michelle, that's the thing. It's all about perception. The 10-year bond yields rising does not reflect inflation actually going up, but what the expectations are for inflation. And in one camp, those betting that it will go up are reading into signals that are... In the headlines these days, oil at two-year highs, copper at almost 10-year highs. And if you look at what's been happening overnight, you've also got a rather upbeat data point on the jobs market. And that is the initial jobless claims now at a print of 730,000. So that is the latest weekly print. That was better than expected the consensus forecast was 845,000. So a bit of a data point to show that the economy is improving much faster than expected. And that in turn, of course, will trigger expectations that maybe interest rates are going to be hiked earlier rather than later. But of course, it kind of depends on how you read into data. Uh, on the flip side, some of the data points around inflation are not really strong. If you look at consumer inflation, it is still rather muted and that is still below 2%, which is what the Fed wants it to be before they really start thinking about hiking rates. So it comes down to perception at end of the day and it looks like all the headlines are swaying investors to push up news.
1: Now, the 10-year yield was widely expected to reach 1.5% by the end of the year. It did top that level last night. We're not even into March yet. Are there any other reasons why the rates are rising so much quicker than expected? The velocity of change, you know?
0: Yeah, it's a matter also of investors just repositioning and getting a bit more jittery. And you mentioned the re-auction for bonds in Mm -hmm. the US, the seven-year notes. So, no demand just means the yields are not going to come down. They're just going to go up. Uh, and because, that's because prices of those bonds will still stay low. And this, in turn, starts to trigger another round of selling because the bondholders who were holding on to old bonds with lower rates will start thinking, hey, the, bonds, the new bonds are going to give me better rates. I better sell my old bonds now and start to get into the bandwagon of higher bonds and higher rates. So that is another round of selling that kind of spirals into another new high. So something to look out for in the days to come if this can be sustained.
1: He's Ryan Huang. I'm Michelle Martin. Now, tech counters and small caps were by far the biggest losers overnight. The Nasdaq suffered its biggest drop since October. It fell 3.5%. Small caps did even worse. The Russell 2000 fell 3.7%. So why were these two sectors, tech caps and and small caps, uh, why were they the hardest hit? What are analysts saying?
0: Yeah, the tech space growth names have been enjoying a rally of nearly a year or so because of low interest rates. So when that equation changes, when you have the expectations that those rates might go up higher, Mm. it makes it less attractive in terms of future earnings potential or expectations for these growth names. uh, That attractiveness of those stocks starts to fade and you will start to see investors thinking about moving elsewhere. For better value, so that is one reason you are looking at tech stocks, seeing the brunt of it. And overnight, we saw the Nasdaq posting its largest daily fall in nearly four months, down three over percent. And for the week, is on track to be down five point four percent. So a second week down in a row. So that is the um, setup for the week. And you are in the longer term expecting some of those investors moving to the recovery theme stocks. So. Longer term, small caps and recovery names could benefit. But for now, it looks like it's a broad sell-off across the board. You saw the S&P 500 down by around Mm 2.5%. The Dow also down by Mm 1.8%. But the tech names really hard hit because versus, I guess, the risk-reward ratio is just not there to be buying those um, high-tech names when those more conservative stocks are going to give you A better return at a lower risk.
1: Now, among the tech stocks that are being hit by rising yields, the latest sell-off among them are Tesla, Peloton and Zoom. Tesla shares fell 8% overnight. They are down another 3% in after-hours trade. That drop has erased Tesla's 2021 gains. Peloton, meanwhile, dropped 18%. And Zoom? on its longest ever losing streak. So Ryan, what do you think? Will bargain hunters step in or have stocks like these simply risen too far too fast last year? And now we're seeing the start of maybe a bubble burst.
0: Yeah, it's a bit of a yes and no. Yes, tech, because tech is still fundamental in the new economy, but this is where the no comes in. It's going to be more selective. Um, So you have to be more selective of the tech stocks you are looking at. Mm. Um, Just for context, The two sectors that have been outperforming this year are energy and financials, and that is off the back of higher oil prices, higher demand down the road, expected. Also financials because of higher rates expected in terms of interest rates and bond yields going up. So that is expectations. And whether the momentum or rather the bubble in tech will that burst will come down to earnings and dividends. Uh, Because now with the the bond yields going up what's also happened is the bond yield for already 10-year yields are now higher than the yield for S&P 500 dividends so in that sense if you look at that it, you actually get more returns investing in bonds than waiting for S&P 500 dividends. So that makes bonds more attractive than some of the S&P 500 names. So this is where the earnings and the expectations for dividends will start to come in in the next quarters if those numbers can live up the expectations. And in the few days that we've been seeing, uh, with the tech names, some of the tech companies have been painting a rather mixed bag in terms of, of outlook because of various reasons. One is the plateauing of growth after a strong Covid nineteen year, so that is something that is pretty much priced in into market. So it just take, I think, a small spark to spark uh, another. Round of jitters in the markets.
1: All right. We take a a break from what markets are pricing in. In other news, we have fresh signs that the Biden administration has plans to build on the trade agreement that his predecessor signed with China rather than scrap it. U.S.-China tensions dominated market headlines for much of the past four years. Ryan, what is the latest on this front? Yeah, I'm
0: looking at this as pretty much the Biden-China playbook. Just a few days ago, he was saying that the US needs to focus more on its own supply chain in terms of chip shortages. And now you've got someone his Um, Trade Representative Catherine Catherine Tai saying China needs to deliver on the promises it made in its Phase 1 trade agreement. And this is where, of course, more than a year ago, it promised to buy a lot of agricultural goods. But of course, with 2020 being hit by COVID-19, that was kind of written off because there was no demand for those goods. But now with things largely back on track, On some fronts, the US is pressing China to honour those earlier agreements. And this is going to be pretty much where Donald Trump left off, pressing China to be more agreeable to some of the earlier agreements or to be more agreeable to US policies.
1: Yeah, Biden's pick to be the U.S. Trade Representative, Catherine Tai, appears to have support from both Democrats and Republicans and is widely expected to be easily confirmed. Now, one major difference between her approach and the Trump administration's, we're not likely to see any new policy pronouncements like new tariffs made via Twitter anyway. In corporate news, we have quite a few stories to cover, so we're going to do it rapid game show style, our favourite show, Up or Down. I name a company in the news, Ryan tells us, if it's moving up or down. Are you ready, Ryan? What's the prize today? Virgin, oh, the (laughs) prize! Any kind of sandwich you want. All right, let's go. All right, Virgin Galactic.
0: All right, no sandwiches on this (laughs) (laughs) spacecraft, and that's because it's been delayed to May. So a bit of bad news if you're hoping to get on board in February, which was this earlier date. So push back to flying passengers to early 2022. And this was because it's not fixed. It's a problem with an engine anomaly. So it's still trying to get things off the road.
1: Yeah, I'd say down as well. Because Virgin Galactic has delayed that next test flight and pushed that commercial service to 2022, its shares are down more than 15% in after-hours trade. Next, Salesforce.
0: Well, this is going to be a down for me. And this is, despite earnings, pretty much in line with my expectations. Mm. But it was the forecast that disappointed the investors and this is uh, because it is factoring more competition from the likes of um, other players also factoring its acquisition of buying slack so a couple of factors weighing on its outlook for the year to come and of course it had a strong 2020 so this is something that Triggered a bit of selling and it stops after hours trade.
1: Yeah, I'd say the the one is mixed as well for sa- Salesforce uh, because latest numbers are topping expectations. Revenue did jump twenty percent last year, but earnings guidance for the year ahead is down largely again uh, because of that fact. The acquisition of communications platform mm. Slack and the large cost there. Next, Airbnb.
0: Yeah, Airbnb had its first results since <laughs> uh, being listed, and this is up for me i, I am really? looking at the results beating expectations mm. uh, even though it's still making losses um it's still black 3.9 billion dollars in the fourth quarter mm, it is still beating expectations so it's an up for me after what was a horrible year for hospitality yeah. you know what was <laughs> the people actually looking out for airbnb to, to see whether they can survive covid19 because no travel no tourism
1: mm. how is it going to get by Good point, good point. But that's a staggering loss. So I, I it's down for me because of that 4 billion US dollar loss for Airbnb in its first quarter report since going public. Uh, next up Etsy.
0: Or right, Etsy is this a uh, craft marketplace Have online? Have you bought anything from them? I've bought a couple of ties me on it. We do. So this is a place for unique items if you are into craft or vintage stuff. So you fi- you'll find a lot of um, homemakers and home craft makers on this platform. So it seems like that has helped or as you and me have helped Etsy <laughs> boost its earnings. Better than expected fourth quarter results. That includes soaring profits and revenue growth of over 120%. So the earnings came in at $1.08 per share, better more than double than the expected $0.59 cents per share, or rather nearly double. So this is really a good sign for Etsy.
1: I wonder if there's a Michelle Ryan buys into group of stocks that we can <laughs> identify, Ryan. I'd say up as well. The company crushed Wall Street expectations for the fourth quarter. Etsy shares up 6% in after-hours trade. Next, fake meats. All
0: right, fake meats, um, but some real results for Beyond Meat. It yes. has struck some deals with fast food giants this includes McDonald's and Yum Brands. So that will be a huge um, growth engine for Beyond down the road. Just imagine the number of Beyond Burgers and maybe Beyond Chickens in KFCs.
1: Yeah, you're right. And speaking of chickens, Tomasic making a a rare early-stage investment in plant-based chicken-maker next-gen foods as well. So I'm going to go with up for for fake meats. Let's check in on local stocks. The Straits Times Index had a strong rally yesterday, jumping nearly 1.7% to 2973 Now Investors still in an upbeat mood yesterday following U.S. Fed Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell's reassuring comments about U.S. interest rates. But as we've seen, sentiment shifted again overnight. So, Ryan, what about this morning? Our Singaporean Investors joining in the sell-off, or is the SDI holding on to yesterday's gains?
0: Well, pretty much in line with the region, which is seeing a deep loss in the opening minutes. And this is with the SDI now joining the bandwagon down nearly 1.5%. Now, 2,927 points. And looking at yesterday, we talked about the banks, and this was off UOB's Latest results. Uh, They were all painting a brighter picture ahead in 2021. So, looking at the banks, they are returning those gains from yesterday. And I'm looking at DBS down by 0.5%, looking at OCBC down by 0.2%, UOB down by 1.5%. So, pretty much all the SCI names are down. Mm -hmm. And one of the names worth watching today is Olam International. It's just fouled. With the ASX this morning that it is going to be listing its foods ingredients business by the first half of 2022. Well, despite that, uh, it is looking at its share price pretty much in line with the rest of the market. Olam is now trading lower by around 2.5 percent at $1.59. fifty nine.
1: Thank you very much, Ryan. Before
0: acting on the information on Money FM.